Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Enjoy! Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot, Neil. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Dave Hanratty and there will be no popcorn. Welcome to episode 11 of the no Popcorn uh, Film and Music Podcast. Norma Howard is to my left and she's laughing out loud. I was eating a sweet and you started. It's okay. It's it's Christmas time and we're all hungover. That includes David Higgins. Season's greetings, David. How's it going? I didn't realise you are a big Christmas guy. I'm incredibly a Christmas guy. Jesus Christ. You brought only in... only like later, later in my years. <sighs> I've got like Benjamin buttoning in terms of how much I like Christmas. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was that was very That's satisfying. Nice. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Congrats. Uh, congrats to, to it being <laughs> to it being December. You brought in cans that have like, uh, how would you describe these little presentational things? I don't know. What? Uh, They're like, gift bows. Gift bows, gift bows attached yeah. to the cans of Estrella <laughs> that, we're, that, that we're having. Yeah. So I'm wildly hungover. So this is gonna be fun. I'm just gonna take a sip of this now and see how I do. Hmm. <sighs> Is it good? <laughs> I feel okay, yeah. So this episode is The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is appropriate because it's almost Christmas. And also, yeah, I've said it already on Twitter, but I didn't say it on the podcast last week. There's no new episodes of No Encore until we do the end of year episodes, which will be coming 
We're going to record them on Friday the 13th and then issue them the following week. So best albums, best songs coming soon. But from a new music perspective, we're done for the year because Craig and I were like, there's no show this week. There's no album. There's no nothing. I was supposed to get an interview with Denzel Curry. It fell through. Dahi is away again. Uh, you were Other Voices, though. How was it? How was it, Other Voices? It was good. That's why I sound like this now. <laughs> Um, it's my first year at Other Voices and it was incredible. It's like all the best bits of music festivals because it's like warm, cozy pubs, lovely pints, lovely tunes. Lovely people. Everyone's having the crack. Yeah, lots of like absolute sounders. You've right. never gone Except there, for one or two no, I've never like been. Dublin Jackines thinking they were cool coming to Other Voices. Oh, wow. And then like not, <laughs> you <laughs> not live being in Dublin. very cool. Yeah. I have never been to The Voices, no. Uh, Every year, someone inevitably goes, you go into The Voices? And I'm like, when is it again? And they're like, next weekend. And I'm like, well, no, because all the accommodation is booked out and I have no tickets. So uh, I'll try and go sometime. I've heard that it's getting increasingly packed, though. And I don't know. I did see like some videos and stuff and I was like, this looks way too packed for me right now. People singing in the streets. Not into that. No, I don't like that. I also saw some... There was a very lovely guard. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing river dance in the street and she was like, how would you like it if someone was just... Doing river dance outside your door, and I was like, um, "Oh my I don't god, think oh my I'd mind. you got mommy!" But mommies. she was saying it in like a kind of like <laughs> this, yeah, it was just like so. Just just be nice to the people inside. I was like, oh, I thought she was gonna be like, oh. "How would you like it if you spent twenty four hours in a cell <laughs> doing, <laughs> like, river <dance. laughs> doing river dance?" To be fair, I was being an absolute arsehole, like pelting myself around the street. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll go some year, I think, eventually. So, uh, what else we got, got going on here? This is the Nightmare Before Christmas episode, but before we get to that, it, you've written here in the running order that Higgs has a question. I have a question. Is it going to be, is it, this a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It's not. It relates to, um, it relates to Christmas, though. Okay. So, a couple of weeks ago, um, I put up my Christmas tree. Far earlier than I'm, I think is ago. like <laughs> uh, acceptable for most people. Ours like, went up in the two weeks yeah, before two weeks December even started. I think it just happened to be a Friday night. I was like, I want to put the Christmas tree up, so I put the Christmas tree up. Drank a lot of wine. I was like, I want to watch a Christmas movie, so I popped on Carol. So you know, beautiful melancholic story about two women who fall in love over a holiday season. Um, so my question is. What constitutes crying at a movie? Oh my god, did you cry at a film? Did you cry at a film? So, uh, wait, you want to know what like are the parameters of actual crying? Like what's the scale? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say crying. When tears what's that like, like normal? Was, was I actually Emotion, crying? What is that? No, I find that a lot of talking about people crying at movies is incredibly performative and over the top. Like I was crying so much, the you know, they had to bring the squeegees in to like wipe away my tears after I was done. Like I watched Carol, uh, and as it progressed, um, I don't want to go too much into the spoilers of Carol, but anyway, there's a there's a there's a legal battle involved with uh, Kate Blanchett's character, and there's a particular scene, and it got me. I felt the the tightening in mm-hmm. the throat mm-hmm. welling up. <laughs> I felt some uh, some tears around the eyes. The tears did not fall, but they were there. Right. Does that I, count would, as crying? I would constitute that as crying. I'd count this, yeah. You count This is a breakthrough. This is a breakthrough. Some 30, what, three years into your life or whatever you are? How old are you? Were you alone? Oh. No. <laughs> Although, uh, Jen's girlfriend just, just had checking. fallen asleep at this stage, so. You know. Oh, so, so it was safe, was it? <laughs> I like also, that Carol's uh, considered... Uh, also technically unverified. <laughs> <laughs> Citation needed. Yeah, Carl's a Christmas movie, Yeah, apparently. it's a Christmas movie. That's a nice... So movie. anyway, I did wonder... 
have things changed with me now? Like, has uh, did Carol have to crawl so that others may run? Yeah, this is like when I watched Reservoir Dogs when I hit like thirty, and I was like, actually, this one's kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like I was like, it's nasty. <laughs> like I used to think that Mr. Bond was the coolest guy, and I was like, no, he's actually horrific, and this film is nasty. But so- do you think it's like? Other films haven't been able to make you cry, and this is the breakthrough, or that we've just commented on it so much. You no, like, I mean it's, oh, it is it is a fact. It is a fact. I would like that I've been like bullied into, yeah, into, into like, crying in a movie. Shed a tear, like, quick, <laughs> get some spray. <laughs> what I was curious about though was, so you know, I've had potentially this breakthrough moment. It wasn't like wildly, you know, bawling or anything like that. It was a a somber, I think, a suitable cry for for Carol anyway. Um, but what I wondered was, was now that the floodgates essentially had been opened, yeah, would they remain open? Like, I was remembering, um, I don't know if you remember the Champions League game a couple of years ago where, where Messi <laughs> scored against Bayern Munich. Are you, are you about to tell me? <laughs> against, <laughs> when he turns Jerome Boateng, Jerome Boateng just like crumpled into the, into the ground. He might as well, the earth might have, you know, <laughs> opened up and swallowed him whole. And then suddenly a player who was like World Cup winner, Champions League winner was just, dog shit for like eternity from, from now on. I was oh, like, right, sorry, I thought you were telling me that you cried at that moment and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I was wondering, is like, is that what's going to happen now? So I have been watching some other movies. Um, I've been revisiting some. Like as some... testers. No, just more, <laughs> more so like, you know, coming to the end of the year. Go on, go on. Doing, doing a rewatch. Uh, there's lots of, we've kind of been talking about like movies of the decade. So I was just trying to figure out what's like in my top 10 for the decade and revisited some movies. So last Thursday... Is it Arrival? I watched Arrival. (gasps) Did you? I fucking bawled. Yes! (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah, please, please. Please drop Chase the Sun into this. Oh my God. Wow. So it was the, uh, like, immediately I was like, oh no. I had, like, I was off. I was working last weekend, so I had, like, last Thursday off, and I was like, I'll watch this. It was home in the (laughs) afternoon. Had myself a nice Bailey's coffee. I was like, I'll watch Arrival. (laughs) (laughs) This is a delight. And um, yeah, immediately, again, Max Richter, just I was like, okay. um, It's the cheat code. It it is the cheat code. (laughs) You know, music is the the key to the soul or whatever. Um, Certainly to the tear ducts. That didn't get me. So as the movie went on, I won't go into too many spoilers. The I'm unstoppable line Mm -hmm. got me. And that was like, oh, okay, here they come. And then the, the montage at the end was just like, Forget it. <laughs> Again, I've said it before, but I remember seeing the film in Drogheda and waiting for a family of three people to leave because I was sitting in the back in pieces and being like, "Can they just please go? I I need to not like, I'm 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 absolutely shell shocked by this." Yeah, I'm I'm very proud of you. Are you proud of him? I'm proud of him. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of me. Um, <laughs> I've watched some other films that I was kind of curious because, again, there were just movies that you know were emotionally affecting when I was watching at the time. This is genuinely like some did kind of not weird make psychological, <laughs> like sociopathic. No, like what? It's like what, Patrick what Bateman. What kind of litmus test is this? <laughs> Go on. I rewatched Upstream Color. Have you ever seen that? No, is it good? It's fantastic. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's towards the end again. Like it, there's some very touching moments. It didn't make me cry. So I was like, okay, maybe. It was a one-off or maybe, maybe, you know, the gates are open, but not all the time. Right. Okay. Interesting. I, I'm hoping that like Die Hard 2 is in here somewhere or something. <laughs> like, the biggest kind of like communal cry I think I've ever seen was last year. I went to a Muppets Christmas Carol sing-along in the lighthouse 
and people just openly wept because they were also singing at the same time. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, sorry, speaking of Lighthouse, Willie, you probably heard our last episode where Higgs confessed to taking an alcoholic drink into the cinema. Uh, <laughs> now, what's your what's your thoughts on this, Norma? <laughs> Look, you grass. <laughs> Can I just say that you like we're here to talk about movies, right? <laughs> exactly. Go on, go on. Say it. After he bringing the next thing, hands. the next thing in our uh, <laughs> the next thing in our in our running order is the Mandalorian. Have you been watching the Mandalorian, Dave? <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah. Do you take a holiday to America to watch it? I might have. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you snake. So listen, man. I mean, the Mandalorian is a show that can be watched <laughs> via illegal means, which I would never ever do. But I have, in fact, somehow found myself in a room where the Mandalorian episodes on. one to four were on over a two week period. Uh, but we have to talk about Baby Yoda. We just have to do it. I'm sorry. The biggest meme. We stan a miniature internet <laughs> king. <laughs> king, queen. So I'm... And gender binary. Who knows? I, I'm very, very resistant to hype and memes that are like, everyone's like forcing down your fucking throat. I, nothing makes me run a mile harder than this. I, you know, I usually mute these things or I shut it down or I'm like, fuck you, kids. Baby Yoda. I would die for Baby Yoda. He has lasting power. Absolutely. It is incredible. Everything that, that 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 puppet is doing, I'm just yes. And to think that they briefly were like, "Well, CGI." Oh, thank God they didn't. Yeah, thank God for Werner Herzog. <laughs> was it his? Was he the casting <laughs> vote? <laughs> he, he apparently. Sorry, I can't. He, I he have to act with the did. puppet. He. I think he said that he I cried. I will not do this. Did he he yeah. said he cried at Baby Yoda. He A did, man yeah. who apparently oh, has no. never seen Star Wars. <laughs> it was a Star Wars TV show. Cried at Baby Yoda, and then when he heard that they were CGI. He called them cowards. He was like, leave it. Leave the puppet, you cowards. Yeah, he said, like, I can't describe it, but it's heartbreaking. Brandishing a sword. Pulled out the same gun that he pointed at Klaus Kinski, probably. <laughs> the puppet stays. I'm all about it. And I love that, like, 20 years ago, George Lucas was like, I've got it. Jar Jar Binks. He's the key. It's it's going to be the big thing that all the kids want. And now, now, 20 years later, it's actually, like, a side character in a streaming-only show that there's no merchandise available for Christmas for. Which Not yet. It's coming, though. So There's no, like, a f- all the official stuff you can order, but it won't, like, shit till June next year. <laughs> it's like the black market for Baby Yoda. Like, we're in the wrong game. Um, when we were down at Other Voices, I was sitting in Nelly Fred's having a pint, and Dahi disappeared for a while, and he came back and he was like, guess who I've just met? And I was like, oh, it's going to be like, I don't know, like your man from Editors or like like Whitney or whoever like we're playing. And he was like, I met a buyer for Smiths. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, he says they're coming. <laughs> I was like, are you talking about the baby owners? And he was like, he says they are, they are, they're going to come. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is real or whether you ran into the night and imagined this. And have come back. Amazing. Well, yeah, I mean... I think it would be silly not to have them for Christmas. I can genuinely foresee, like, apocalyptic scenes at toy shops if oh, like, baby Yoda's come in. When, like, the Wii came out for the first time ever. Yeah. And it was insane. I worked in retail and it was just like, Jesus Christ, you've ruined my kid's Christmas. And I'm like, I think you'll find that you have there, mate, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, Baby Yoda is the greatest thing of all time. Uh, the show is fine. It's enjoyable. It's a bit of hokum. It's grand. Um, it's good crack. I enjoy Pedro Pascal's voice because you don't see his face and probably never will. Maybe you will. I don't know. 
But uh, the memes have been good as well, you know? Like someone like put in Africa whenever Baby Yoda was touching, touching oh, the put on the buttons. <laughs> and then Pedro Pascal quoted that and said, except I would never turn off that song, which I thought was very good. Smart man. Yeah, Baby Yoda rules. What doesn't rule, though, is the film Knives Out uh, by Ryan Johnson. Oh, no. Whoa. I was going to go, like, my day off is Sunday, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Knives Well, see, here's the thing. I'm definitely in the minority on this one, but I really did not like it mm. at all. Um, a lot of a, people have been You had a particularly bad positive. experience watching it. I did, yeah. I had to get out of my seat. No, I had to get out of my seat and go over to two people and say, and I quote, hey, guys, sorry, could you just be quiet, please? Thanks. And went back to my seat with my leg shaking like a pneumatic drill. How there was 12 people in the cinema, including me. How far away me. were they? How far did you have to go? So I was sitting in the very middle back row, like I'm in a porn theatre, and basically like to my left, about two up on the far left, there was these two people putting a generous kind of mutants basically it was like um i couldn't quite tell what their relationship was to each other or how old they were it was definitely like an older woman not like 75 or anything but like i don't know 30s or some fucking shit and a younger girl who i don't know may or may not have been like 10 i i, I 12 i don't know but i remember like seeing like that they were just that they, they just kept talking they kept reacting to the film as if they were like in their living room and it was I've, like I've had a similar experience with The Farewell recently and I think it's like a trend with cinema audiences to just shut off from the idea that they're in a cinema it's bizarre it's it's become really really intense because during The Farewell there was a, a two sets of couples who just proceeded to comment on anything that happened on the screen full blown conversations with yeah, each other and even was. after I asked them to stop talking like twice when music came on, they would talk through the music as if that was like their little break <laughs> to, to, like to have a, a concert. You know, yeah. it's like in between it's songs. Like, there's no dialogue, so I can chat now. It was bizarre. Just and tuning. I just sat there and glared. But it was like every time like Chris Evans was on screen, they were like, woohoo. And it was like, okay, they were Marvel fans, I would say. And then literally, like, he would say something funny, even though it wasn't. And then, like, they'd be like, they'd be like, I like him. And I was like, I'm going to kill these people. Like, I mean, people kept looking over them. It just wouldn't stop. And it got to such a point where at one stage it just became so intense. And also the younger one started playing something off of her phone. And I was like, I'm done. I was, and I just like, like, my body just like spirited me out of the chair and over to them. And thankfully they didn't fucking talk for the rest of the movie. And I was very polite. It was very short and sweet and like no like aggression from me whatsoever. But like, it was very distracting. However, long before this was even a thing or even a factor, I couldn't stop fucking yawning. This film is so boring and so, like, proud of itself. Here's what it is, right? And it's funny because, like, they actually referenced this film and I couldn't fucking believe that they did this. But before they actually referenced this film, I was like, oh, this is this year's Baby Driver. That's what this is. It is fucking shit. And everyone's like, it's so cool. And then they actually reference Baby Driver. And I was like, yeah, there you go. So you're going to reference Clue there for a minute. <laughs> I know. I was like, what a curveball, Baby Driver. I, I just found it extremely dull. Uh, I, no spoilers, obviously, because you're going to go see it. But I was shocked at how dull it was. I was like, this is so boring. And so I kind of just wanted like a nice convoluted. Sunday. That's what it felt like. I was just like, it was like a Saturday morning. And I was like, great, cool. This is going to be perfect. It's a winter movie. It's, you know, it's got a great cast. It's got a good premise. And I love a good thriller. I hated it. I quite enjoyed it. Had a fun mm. night out at the at the pictures. At the pictures, I saw it with, <laughs> with a full no talking. with a full audience <laughs> of people not talking, uh, and it kind of like it played like a real crowd pleaser. Um, thought the cast was great, um, particularly Tony Collette. Oh, she, I thought she was. You can keep her. No, go away. Um, I think the casting of uh, Book of Henry Kid as a as an alt writer was 
like perfect. Yeah, that kid is like one of the most obnoxious looking. Kids he changed his surname. That guy did he from a very alt right soundy surname like Lieber. <laughs> very waspy surname. He changed it to Martel. I'm like, okay, mm. Jaden Martel. He's barely in it though. Um, yeah, I'm like star making turn for Anna de Arma, who I thought was only okay in it, and everyone's like, she's amazing. I thought she was. She was she's good grand. I just no. Don Johnson was good. Don I'm, I'm enjoying the Don good. Johnson Renaissance with this and Watchmen. To be fair, I wanted a bit more out of Michael Shannon. Yeah, um, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like for uh, definitely more from her. Yeah, for I think the cast was great. And Daniel Craig was terrible. Oh, uh, really? Rubbish. Also, Lakeith Stanfield's nothing to do. Daniel Craig, I enjoyed. I'm far more interested in him doing daft accents from the south, like in Logan Lucky, <laughs> than I am in Bond or. Oh, did you see the trailer for the new Bond movie? It I looks did. it looks pretty bad. It looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, Rami Malek as your villain. Yay! Even and his little like, you know, they each get an individual poster. Mm. Um, his is wojus. Like, <laughs> I got, like Rami Malek, mental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not make it. That's a not like villainous. <laughs> I know that it's like kind of a staple of the Bond movies, but are we not done with like the villain has to be facially disfigured? <laughs> <laughs> They're obsessed. They're actually They're obsessed. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. <laughs> but you have to indicate that they're a villain. Yeah. yeah. How, else How will we know? know? Also, Bond goes rogue again. It's like for fuck's sake, guys. And yet, it's still they also still have that unbelievable trope that there has to be a woman in the poster who's got her tits out. Yeah, yeah. So there's like this extremely being, low cut top sort of thing. In this case, like, it is Anna de Arma from Knives Out fame, in which she plays someone who's I guess much more demure. No, I just didn't like it, man. I just found it really annoying and overlong, overplotted, really dull. Like, did you hate its politics? Oh, I'm glad. Like don't get me started. I really <laughs> did, yeah. It thinks it's saying something, and it isn't. I don't think it has any notions that it's saying anything. Oh, it but I think totally that, like, of, of all the people who, you know, are would want to take a few pot shots back at, at the right, I feel like Ryan Johnson has earned a couple after, like, Last, last Jedi. Jedi. Still, but that's kind of just, yeah. Like, I don't care. You know, it's class warfare uh there's one other thing about it which i've kind of forgotten maybe i'll remember but i will say that like uh as long as i'm being outed as an illegal streamer here i might as well say this i watched the film parasite which doesn't come out for a couple of months i want to yeah, say it's not out to like january so here's the thing because i was like there's perfect screeners of it available i i really want to see this film i first read about it like in march or may when it won the fucking palm door or something mm. and here's the thing right i mean i i didn't know anything about it apart from it's called parasite and it's about a working class family. That's all I knew. I actually thought it was a completely different film from what it turned out to be. So I would say to anybody who's going to go see this film, don't look at a trailer. Don't read anything about okay. it. Okay. It's fucking brilliant. Um, not surprised. That director's made some great stuff. Uh, it's excellent. But to me, I watched that the day after Knives Out and I was like, yeah, that's how you do class that's divide. That's how you make a movie. That's how you make a, <laughs> that's how you make a picture. Um, excellent film. Yeah, very, very good. Um, and I went... Well, see, now I'm like... Because <laughs> on my Sunday, on my day off, I was like, I'll either go see Knives Out or Honey Boy. Oh, yeah. Go see Knives Out. Which I'm out. intrigued by. Yeah, it's good I mean, look, I'd say go see Knives Out to see it because it's doing really well. And it's kind of like, I think it's going to be one of those films that's talked about at the end of the year as yeah. like whatever. But I just, it just didn't work for me at all. Uh, but, and I found myself being like, do I just not like Ryan Johnson? Is this is this the thing? So I went back and I watched Brick two hours ago before this podcast. Oh, what uh, preparation. Listen, I, I, I watched Nightmare Before Christmas today as well. <laughs> like, so back to back, double bill of Nightmare Before Christmas and Brick. So Brick was his directorial debut. Comes out in 2005, very low budget. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as leading man, who is not a leading man, but I think he's good in this. Uh, clearly inspired by 
detective novels, uh, Dashiell Hammett in particular. Um, and I was like, does this film hold up? I, me- I remember when that came out, everyone was like raving about it. I think it was when I first saw like the word hipster creep into the lexicon to a degree because it's like set in a high school, but they're all talking like they're from the 20s. Um, I like it. I think it is still very good. Um, I don't know if it's five stars or anything, but I do think it's very good. I, I think it's done very well. Uh, it is what it is. But like Brothers Bloom didn't do much for me really apart from you know it ha- having Rinka Kikuchi in it who's amazing I like her a lot and then what else did he do after that Looper hated Looper yeah rubbish directed a lot of episodes of Breaking Bad yeah fine I mean and then Last Jedi which sucks and like that's not me being like oh my god it's got a woman in it I just thought it was boring as fuck I had like a couple of nice visual moments in it but it's just nah. I don't really care about Star Wars, so I think I'm done with Ryan Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I think he kind of sucks. You're not gonna watch his. Is he still doing like another trilogy of Star Wars movies, or is I he off that? Or? I don't know. I actually don't know who the next. Is there a new director for like the next? The film. one that's coming. J.J. Abrams is the one for yeah. the one that's coming. This no, month. but for the next. Well, I don't know because it was supposed to be like Benioff and Weiss, wasn't and it? They, and then they, they left, and they they left definitely of their own volition and not, <laughs> <laughs> not fired. They were not fired. We're def- <laughs> definitely not fired. This Game of Thrones thing it's isn't really working out very everything. well. Uh, oh God, Game of Thrones! Jesus Christ! Yeah, so that's that's don't kind think of about it. <laughs> that's kind of been my. Oh yeah, I also, I also, I somehow stumbled. Somehow, into, <laughs> I came downstairs two nights ago. Uh, to find my housemate Richard watching Den of Thieves. Now, Den of Thieves is a heist uh, slash ripoff of Heat that came out a year and a half ago. Higgs and I went to see it. It's a very important movie for us, I think. Yeah, it is now, anyway. We, we, I don't know if we've ever talked about our Trash Tuesdays on the pod, where we would go <laughs> see a bad movie on a Tuesday. On purpose. On purpose. I think Aww, it's 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 cute. It started out... We hit great heights. I think we saw Johannes Robert's 47 Meters Down with Mandy Moore, a shark oh. movie. Which literally, when it comes up, the name of the film comes up on the screen and it literally says Johan Robert's 47 Meters Down. Like he's like a Like he's theme. Tim Burton. Before <laughs> 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 Christmas. Yeah, we saw that. We, saw a few. we had a good start to the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, but we saw Den of Thieves, which is a two and a half hour long movie in which Jerry Butler chews the scenery. Total rip off of Heat, very much for bros. Got a lot of bad reviews. Den of Thieves sounds like it's a Robin Hood film. <laughs> yeah. But it was very much like, I was like we were like, well, that was kind of terrible. But then it, it, I think it, I liked it more. It and you hated it more, yet you somehow watched it three times. I've now watched it three times. Uh, the Rewatchables did a great episode on it recently, and Chase Serrano, who does that for them, wrote a piece on it a while ago, basically saying, like, I love this movie and I'll watch it every now and then. Uh, it's 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 weird. I'm, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's O'Shea Jackson Jr. being in it as well. But like, I find it re- really really watchable. Hence, I came downstairs twenty minutes into it the other night. Fire going. It's Christmas tree lit up. Denethes is on, and I, I sat down with the intention of watching about ten minutes of it. And of course, watch the entire thing. In for a penny, in for yeah. a pound. Oh, of Thieves. <laughs> two hours later, I'm Den like, "There we go." This is a terrible name. Yeah, Den of Thieves. Um, I like. I'm, I'm happy about it. What have you been watching? Um, ooh. I haven't been to the cinema in a while, so which is weird. Mm. Um, so there's a few on like my checklist that I want to get through. Um, I have an honourable mention for a film that is I don't think showing in the cinema anymore is Monos. Was excellent. I saw it about a month ago. Maybe a little bit more. And it is so, so good. If you can get your hands on it, it would be one of my top three films of the year. How is score? Mika Levy? Levi? Did the score for that? Really? Score is phenomenal. It's one of the best things about it. Yeah. The acting is outstanding. The shots in it. It is just absolutely beautiful. 
really interesting story. I don't even want to say too much because I knew nothing about it going in. I was just like, this seems kind of cool. Do we I'll check it out. do we have our films there? Because you mentioned top three there. I've got my top three. Oh, do you already? I See, do. I feel like I, I need to have a bit of a sit down. I know your top one is. And you, can, you can't count, <laughs> every, time you, you can't yes, count every time you went to see Once Upon a Time in America there as was one movie. Hollywood. <laughs> there was like, like well, did I text you about when they did the re-release yeah, yeah. for the extended edition, which was just 15 extra minutes of Tim Roth. Oh wow! That's all I mean, he was cut out of the whole movie. I, like, I'd be happy. I know, but that's all they shot of him. They were like, "We'll stick him back in and put it on re-release." I was like, "This is bollocks." Yeah, it's also screeners are also out for that now, and I, I'm, I'm sure over Christmas I'll I'll treat myself. Um, oh, will you? So yeah, my number one film of the year is <laughs> nice one, Bailey is, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and after that, uh, two and three are burning. Do you want to save this? No, because oh yeah, we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing? Are going to do yeah. a thing? <laughs> but look, it's like I've, I've started now, so like they, they're still going to listen to the next episode. Maybe another film will come out that you'll really like. <laughs> Star Wars: The Last uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to finish. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to finish my three. Okay, okay we, finish we, your we, three. We All can right. revisit it, but yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I forgot by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Burning and If Beale Street Could Talk. They're my top three. So there we go. If Beale Street Could Talk. Those two came out in America in 2018, but came out in Ireland in 2019. So there we go. Uh, Fabulous films, I thought. Look great, sound amazing. No, there's parts where I just thought it got a bit boring. I was like, Oof. okay, fine, <laughs> Nora. That's fine. That's fine. If you're allowed trash lives out, <laughs> I can call something boring every now and again. I'd be really happy. I've only met one person so far who's agreed with me on lives out, and I'm like, thank God, that? someone I work with. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Speaking of potential movies, of yeah, the year, I did a double bill of Big Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched The Report. Which was not really the thing you want to watch on just if you want to feel good about life. Uh, this is Scott Burns adaptation of basically the torture report is 6,000 page documents that have been heavily redacted um, into uh, basically advanced interrogation techniques that were used post 9-11. Um, it's very, very good. It is kind of like... Uh, at odds with Zero Dark Thirty, which is a movie that I loved when it came out, but has some pretty dodgy and pretty like lazy, mostly lazy screenwriting from Mark Ball, who kind of went to the CIA and the CIA were like, this is what happened. He's like, OK, I believe you. <laughs> like, Don't trust the CIA. Um, so a lot of the things in that movie are rightly dinged, um, even though I still think as like a, a piece of filmmaking, it's fantastic. So this is very, very different. It's not as brouhaha. It's very much kind of spotlight in its uh, in its focus on getting the facts right and trying to make people, you know, going through millions and millions of cables seem kind of interesting. But it actually does. Driver's really good. It's a very unshowy performance. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't even get like a, you know, a they knew moment. But um, <laughs> well, well worth watching. Uh, great supporting cast. Annette Bening. John Hamm. Can we talk about the they knew moment for a second? Mark Ruffalo and Spotlight. It's the greatest thing of all time. I love it. It's so over the top. You've seen Spotlight? I have. Not in a while. I'm you know the bit when, like, when he's like, it's time, Robbie. It's time. And like, Mark Keaton's like, no, this is just one priest. We can't, we can't go with the story yet. And then Mark Ruffalo gets his big Oscar moment that did not win him the Oscar. <laughs> when he's like, they knew. They, and they let it happen to kids. They knew, Robbie. And it's just like, oh, for your consideration, Mark Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. (laughs) It's a great scene. It is a great scene. I I really like that film. And I feel the fact that the rest (laughs) of it is just like so kind of like 
I want to use the word banal in a good way. Like it's kind of like people just doing the good work and the good work isn't necessarily sexy work, but it's work that needs to be done. <laughs> it's and it's Sunday important movie work. of all time. I say when I went to see like, I went to see Spotlight on a Sunday at like 12 o'clock in the day in Sydney World. That's and how you do it. <laughs> and man, I was like, I literally was like, well, I get popcorn. Oh. And I was like, I probably shouldn't. It's about at the big series, child sex abuse, David. I didn't get popcorn. <laughs> there was a lad who went to see the, <laughs> to see the two popes with a large popcorn and a packet of minstrels. <laughs> that seems fair because that like seems like a breezy a, hagiography I've of the two watched, of those lads, uh, yeah. written well, by I've the watched, dude who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. So yeah. fucking have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I watch bits of it, and it's quite it's very intense. Right. Spotlight though I went and sat in the back row and again there was like people with popcorn and I was like for fuck's sake a lot of old people there as well that day and at the end of it when I came up like of course the Catholic Church is responsible for atrocities in the following countries and there's like loads of countries and then it's like Ireland and there was like an audible like (gasps) as like what like oh my god I never can you believe Mark Ruffalo say it again (laughs) somebody needs to talk about this (laughs) okay so you also watched a uh, marriage story speaking of yes. for your consideration moments the band Health who I adore put out a tweet and said oh I see Noah Baumbach has made a film called Marriage Story I'm just going to go and shoot myself in the face he's <laughs> <laughs> very on brand for Health he really is yeah um, Marriage Story's good I don't think it's the as great as it's kind of oh everyone's like Oscar to, Oscar to Oscar I, I did not oh, wow. but I kind of feel like Sure, why bother then? <laughs> it, 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 exactly, yeah, I'm not making me cry. What are we all doing? Um, it starts out very strong and starts out well balanced. I think like what it was, certainly the trailer it was sold as is like a divorce, but like seen from both sides and it does start that way, but then very much just turns into a movie about Adam Driver who is, for all intents and purposes, no bomb back in this situation to Scarlett Johansson being Jennifer Jason Leigh. Um, I've seen this squid in a while, so I kind of know how Noah Bombeck feels about divorce. And <laughs> I don't know if I needed to see it all over again, even though, like, um, the two lead performances are really good in it. Laura Dern is fantastic as, like, a kind of succubus lawyer. Um, Adam Driver has a big moment. He gets to sing a Stephen Sondheim <laughs> number. Wow. Um, he's actually a really good singer not that we already didn't know that from Inside Lewin Davis but he's definitely doing something different um, yeah good worth the watch but I don't know I kind of prefer Bombach when he was more aligned with Greta Gerwig and on that note half an hour in let's talk about Nightmare <laughs> oh, yeah. Before Christmas I'm going to be like Little Women anyone <laughs> are we excited no we are not uh, I will never watch I that am. film I will come ne- on no Little way. Women get nah, on it not for me uh, let's, let's have a listen to the opening strains of this movie that we're going to talk about right now I am the one hiding under your stairs. Fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween. So there you go. That's This is Halloween from The Nightmare Before Christmas, a film that is 75 minutes long and is a cult classic, I would say, or at least a cult favourite. Um, I know at least one or two or maybe even three lads who are in emo bands who have sleeve tattoos of Jack Skellington. And of course, Blink-182, uh, Norma is looking at my arm right now, and no, there is no Jack Skellington tattoo in there. He squinted my eyes like, <laughs> that was oh, fuck is it amazing. <laughs> no, I don't have any. I did have a t-shirt, though. Um, so essentially, uh, there was also, of course, Blink-182 song, I Miss You, which has that line about, you know, we can live like Jack and Sally and have Halloween on Christmas. 
great song, you know? Emotional. I don't know that song. You don't know I Miss You by Blink-182. Well, maybe I do, but... Oh, come on, You everyone. do. Have a good think. Tom DeLonge's vocal. I really don't like Blink-182. Don't waste your time oh, okay. on me. There we go. That's what I needed. <laughs> A voice inside. Look, emos love Nightmare Before Christmas. We must have That's what I'm bringing to this because we did say, uh, and Dahi said to me yesterday when I was chatting to him that like, there's not a lot to talk about with this one. No, I mean, it's um, an absolute delight from start to finish. It is. Is it? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna play spoiler here and say that I think it's kind of boring. Um, no, the songs are bangers and yeah. the songs are plentiful, and it's about a wonderful time of the year. It's about capitalism. <laughs> there's a little bit where it drops off tiny, a tiny. I got tiny bored today, like, and I was like, Oof. "Oh yeah." So that, that, that's the thing I meant to say about Knives Out. I did something I almost never do at a film, and at one stage I took out my phone to look at the time. Just look at the time. That's all. And I knew when the film started and how long it was, so I knew like how how much long there would be left. And I was like, "How long is left in this fucking thing?" And I looked at my phone, and there was like fifty minutes left. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" That didn't happen with this one though, because it is short and breezy, and I do like so this good. film, but I was a bit. Bored. I don't know. Bit bit slack. Maybe it was my hangover. I think it might have been your hangover. <laughs> yeah. You weren't in the you weren't in the, the right mood. mood. In the okay. Christmas evening. Tell me tell me What's about this? your tell me about, tell, me, tell me about your experience then, please. Um just of the film in general. When did you first see it? I was probably about fourteen or fifteen. I feel like it's always on a Christmas. It's a fairly standard thing. And I remember being a teenager and being like, This isn't a Christmas film. <laughs> yeah. Um and I had my little, I had a pair of black fingerless gloves with Jack Skellington faces. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this movie has been keeping well. the lights on in Hot Topic for, like, <laughs> 25 years. I worked in Extra Vision, and I remember putting it on at Christmas and being told to turn it off because it um. wasn't Christmassy enough. And I was like, all right, great, lads. The first time I saw it when I was a teenager, I really, really loved it, but I, uh, there were, I definitely didn't have an appreciation for, at the time, which, upon watching it really recently, the actual what it took to make it i watched a video on um the behind the scenes making and how they did the stop motion animation and it's incredible like no wonder it's 76 minutes because it took them like each second is like i think it was like 14 different movements and motions yeah four frame 14 frames i think yeah so per I think second they said it took like 1 minute of film Took one week of yeah filming, which is like Jesus incredible. So when you when you like see how they did it and then rewatch it, it is amazing. And you're looking out for those little motions and movements, and um, it's a really really beautiful style. Um, I suppose just a little bit of background on it, maybe because mm-hmm. everyone so, everyone thinks this this, this is, is a Tim, Tim Burton, Burton movie, movie, but it yeah, is. It is. It, I mean, it is essentially. Yeah, it is, it's, but it isn't. <laughs> It's his, it's his name above the shop, but it is directed by Henry Selick. So it's based on a poem that Tim Burton wrote back in the early 80s when he was a Disney animator. He grew up in California um, and he, the things that he was interested in, I guess, are kind of in stark contrast to how California looks, um, kind of something that he kind of touched on a bit in Edward Scissorhands where he kind of contrasts this like very like beautiful bright suburban neighborhood with his kind of gothic side um so he kind of wanted to basically make like a tv special like a 30 minute tv special which kind of if you strip the songs out is what you have here um and wasn't able to get it off the ground he tried to make it uh, as a book and that didn't happen 
So eventually he kind of found some success. He made Pee-wee's Big Adventure, um, Batman, Beetlejuice, and then kind of was in a position where he could do what he wanted to do. So he wanted to make The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, but because he developed it at Disney, Disney owned it. So he was like, I'll make it at Disney. Turned to his friend Henry Selick, who was an animator at Disney at the time. And basically, was like, you run with this. Um, Danny Elfman came on board and basically fleshed it out, wrote all the songs. Apparently, the easiest thing he's ever done, along with writing the theme tune to The Simpsons. <laughs> Very humble man <laughs> is Danny Elfman. <laughs> just fell out of me. Just yeah, he was like, oh, I just wrote, wrote them on a drive home. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's also the singing voice for Jack Skellington, of course. The speaking voice for Jack Skellington is Chris Sarandon, who people will know as the bad guy from The Princess Bride. I can't believe that's the same guy. Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. And Jason Satham film Safe from a few years ago. That I think. Safe. Yes, he is, which is an excellent film, it's by the way. Charles plays the cop. Jesus. Yeah. It's a very good voiceover job. It is. Yeah, to be fair, it I is. I hadn't realised for years that he was two different people. I was yeah. with Danny Elfman, just to kind of assume that they used yeah. Danny Elfman's voice. But like they, they mesh so well. Totally, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, let's have a quick listen to What's This, because it's probably my favourite song in the movie. The monsters are all missing and the nightmares can't be found And in their place there seems to be good feeling all around Instead of screams I swear I can hear music in the air The smell of cakes and pies are absolutely everywhere The sights, the sounds, they're everywhere and all around I've never felt so good before This empty place inside of me is filling up I simply cannot get it out I want it, oh I want it, oh I want it for my own I've got to know, I've got to know which gives you a good sense of who Jack Skellington is and what his motivations are. Essentially, he is the Pumpkin King of Halloween Town, and it's his job every year to scare people, yada yada, but he's disillusioned. He's hit the presumably 700-year itch in his job and is like, I'm bored now, this sucks, I'm depressed. Finds this place called Christmas Town and is bowled over by it and then decides, I want to do that instead. But does it makes a hames of it, basically. You know? Yeah, he, he his heart is in the right place. Yeah. If he has a heart. Mm-hmm. The, skeleton, the skeletons of hearts. I don't know. <laughs> Pumpkin kings. <laughs> Pumpkin kings. It's great design. What is he? It's a great <laughs> design as well. Like he is, it's an incredible design. He is yeah. iconic, as the kids say about everything. The music in this is outstanding. It's so, so good. So you guys think it's better than Rocky Horror Picture Show? In terms of songs? Yeah. 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 It's You're... got more what? more hits. Um, Lads. <laughs> like, I'm this disgusted. This is Halloween. What's this? And Jack what's Lament? the next one? Jack's Lament is great. Yeah, like there's like a string of them there that like flow so well. There's also like, there's a lot of music actually in it. Like there's a lot of music underneath the just the general voiceover speaking parts or where they're just moving and sort of wandering through different elements. It's very, very rare that there's like actual just quiet parts of the film, which is also really nice. It makes it feel very storybook, which is basically kind of what it is. Like it has a theatricality to it as well yeah it's a good thrust to it as well um he does describe a christmas tree as queer which i wonder if they've changed now they have i don't think they have I'm sure yeah. people are like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> even though it's clearly meant in the old-fashioned no, old old um but yeah i don't know i mean like it's a very straightforward story like it's very like a to b and like yeah so he basically wants to, to make he wants to do christmas instead but fucks it up and the day is saved eventually there's some villains you know it's it's kind of like it's basically like a fairy tale like you know it's basically like a short story and in that respect it, it serves quite well but yeah i don't know i just found it almost too kind of trapped in its kind of world like a little bit just too small or something i don't know do you what i find interesting about it is that like it's a for 
essentially a Disney film. It's a very, very weird Disney film. Oh, there's severed heads and fucking there's shit. There's yeah, severed yeah. heads. There's, you know, there's there's a guy playing a double bass that has another man in the double bass, which is basically so something good. that happens in <laughs> Hannibal. Just <that> harmony. <laughs> and from Dustal Dawn. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like, clowns that can pull off their face and all that is behind it is a dark void, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I like the vampires with their their parasols so they don't burn up in the sun. Oh yeah. It's a cute little touch. Yeah, so I think like it's it's a very very, you know, as you said, it's a fairy tale. It's it's very very standard, but it's kind of all the the dressing that around it that makes it special. Um it's and, and, it's, and yeah. it's weirdness and it's macabre humor. It's it kind of very much leans into kind of that roll dal side of like what, you know, children's wear. You know, you need to actually scare kids a little bit. You need to make them uncomfortable, expose them to, you know, human double there's, bases. There's actually early sketches that Tim Burton did of a lot of the characters as reference points for sculptors and um, designers and various things like that that are kind of Quentin Blake-esque in like they have sort of like extremely long limbs or like weird hair and stuff like that. Um, and it does stylistically isn't like anything else you would get from a musical animation Kids like that musical, yeah yeah and it's just like there's even just there's so many little elements that are beautiful and the palettes that are used are gorgeous as well it's almost it's nicer to look at than then like <laughs> listen to at times yeah i mean i guess it's kind of non-threatening as well like so you don't cross too many dark lines for, for children they kidnap yeah. they they so uh, maybe we can have a, a a little bit of yeah kidnap the sandy claws but lock shock and barrel oogie boogies little children mm-hmm. henchmen oogie boogie's great by the way kidnap so good. kidnap santa claus and in the song we'll have a we'll have a listen to it now I say that we take a cannon, aim it at his door, and then knock three times, and when he answers, Sandy Claus will be no more! You're so stupid, think now if we blow him up to smithereens. In the song, they are describing techniques that I was watching in the report (laughs) (laughs) only a week ago. You know, it's pretty spooky. Put him in a box, bury him in the ground for ninety days, take him out, and then see if he can tell me where Osama <laughs> bin Laden is. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hard. They're hit very it. cute, though. Well, one of them's voiced by Paul Rubens, which kind of makes it creepy. Very I think creepy. one of them is voiced by Maureen O'Hara, who's also doing the voice of Sally. Oh, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Catherine. Did I say Maureen? Maureen O'Hara. She, she might be, be dead, which long, would be long extra. That would be amazing <laughs> if she was doing the voiceover of that. I'm you know what? Get her back. I'm gonna look up Maureen O'Hara now, who I, who I presume is in fact <laughs> is in fact in a grave somewhere. Uh, long, like long, long dead. Let's find out on this. Actually, not that long dead. Very slow Wi-Fi. Come on, Maureen. Where are you? Get up. It's loading. I've got a blank <laughs> screen. The tension of this. Um. Um, yes, so I've just dropped some headphones on the ground. It's all going wrong. Here we go. Maureen O'Hara uh, died in 2015. Oh, so, so, so she could have been so in this. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Uh, she was... Fuck you guys. <laughs> she was 95 years of age? Jesus. That's good innings. Could have been yeah. in her 70s. 95. 
She could have been a rag doll that was made by Dr. Finkel. Finkelstein. Finkelstein. He looks he's like very creepy. He looks like one of the Xenobites from uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. You know, the, you know yeah. the one who. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about because you've seen all those films. I've seen every Hellraiser. You have an encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of those movies. I actually haven't seen the most recent one, but I've seen them all. Yeah, so I think yeah, so that's like the side plot of. There's a rag doll called Sally who wants to break out of home. Yes, which is also and she's thirsting quite... after Jack, yeah. <laughs> big time. By the way, someone Send calls someone calls Jack in this movie Bone Daddy. Yes, <laughs> yes, he, yes, that does happen, and I'm glad that it didn't escape our attention. Uh, sorry, Maureen O'Hara was married three times. By oh the way. my god, stop looking at Maureen. O'Hara. <laughs> three is, is times. That's, a, that's nothing. It, Hollywood. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer's out here. Like Scorsese, he's been married like a million. He times. has married before five times. Yeah. Uh, Maureen O'Hara died in her sleep. By the way. There you go. Very uh, nice. Very of, Tim Burton of, of natural <laughs> causes. Uh, and that's the end of the Morning O'Hara section of the podcast. Catherine O'Hara is alive. She is alive, yes, and well, and a great and a legend. A, and a terrific actor. Ex Saturday Night Live, I believe. That's right, isn't she? Work I, at home alone. I believe so. She came through <laughs> Second City, so she definitely. Big. I think she was involved, yeah. Um, yeah, the, her, like, the Sally character is, like, fucking freakish because like she's made up like a patchwork kind of doll and woman leaves and like inside. she like in order to get away from her captor she like rips her own arm off and that kind of stuff i wouldn't say she like throws herself out of a tower and like all of her body parts go everywhere but you know she walks it off when she eventually puts her legs back on uh yeah she's just peaked tim burton though mm. i feel like he like she's mad for jack uh there's a there's a scene where he it's very cute he is trying to work out the formula for what Christmas is on a blackboard and he's doing like long division and shit and he's like equals Christmas question mark and I'm like it's pretty good but she appears 25 divided by December plus (laughs) like fairy lights equals question mark which is lovely Um, but then like she appears at his window and she basically like she manages to like dangle a basket full of wine and kind of goodies but like she's on ground level how is she doing this? There's she she's able to take off her her arms, her appendages, so and they can they can faces. move independently because she she later uses her leg, which is not attached to her body, to seduce Oogie Boogie, <laughs> while the rest of her is up saving the day. The true hero of this movie, by okay. the way, okay, uh, Oogie Boogie. No, Sally. No, Sally. Oh, okay, Oogie Boogie's terrible. <laughs> he's just a sack of worms, but he's got a great voice. Uh, he does actually. The Oogie Boogie. Uh, his song Boogie Boogie song I have it written down in my notes just because it's so good it's terrific and they, it, it's I think the only time that it goes from the the palette that they've always kept where it's like Christmas Town has a particular sort of candy coloured palette and then Halloween Town has this sort of like greys, whites oranges sort of Halloweeny colours and then you go to Oogie Boogie's lair and it's like neon-y kind of colours it's like- Taking acid in Las Vegas. Yeah, that but it's great, also yeah. like New Orleans kind of vibe yeah. to it. No, it's like he's like he's basically like uh, like living under a black light. Like it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he's. Uh, it's a very cool moment. And it's his very song cool. Is moment. Very good. Let's have a listen to that song. You're joking! You're joking! I can't believe my ears. Would someone shut this fella up? I'm drowning in my tears. It's funny. I'm laughing. You really are too much. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Oh, the sound of rolling dice to me is me. 
Yeah, it's class. Um, cool villain, good stuff. But ultimately, Jack learns the lesson that he can't. Like, what is the moral here? Because I, I was trying to like figure it out. I was like, is it about capitalism? Is it about Stick like to the thing you're good at? Kind of. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's just like don't try stay new things. In your like, lane. stay fucking lame, mate. <laughs> like, I don't know what the moral is. Like, he, he basically learns to love Halloween again through getting Christmas wrong. But like, I, is it a kind of like you? Th- there are things out there that you think you want and you Grass want more greener. of them, yeah. As and Danny from the script it. said to me, uh, I've seen the other faraway hills and it's just another fucking field. Yeah, he's the real Jack Skellington <laughs> out of out of this. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, like, like, is it kind of a depressing moral? I don't think Tim Burton ever sets out to create things that have necessarily um, like a moral standpoint, sort of like, uh, we're here to teach you a lesson kind of thing. It's more... He this, just likes this, creepy this weird stuff cool. that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like German <laughs> expressionism. It's like aesthetic, out the wazoo, and like some absolute bangers from Danny Elfman. Let's talk about Jack and Sally as a couple. A couple of goals, or... Because, I mean, like, it's a bit one-sided, and he's kind of like... He does not seem that interested. But it's, but it's they sold as a happy end. ending. They yeah, do they, they do kiss at the end, yeah. She gets that tongue right in there. Um, so it's kind of like... That leaf? <laughs> but I mean, like... made of leaves. I'm getting no chemistry off these two. No, she. This is a three-month relationship. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like he, as as I know, she did not call him Bone Daddy. Someone else did. So like, you're really, he really is, fixated on this Bone Daddy. He has, he has options. I think he, he has is. options. Like it's shown at the start. Like people are like trying to get into his house. Like he's the main man around town. He could have anyone in Halloween town. <laughs> he does say. He does say something though, doesn't she? Send him the basket, and then he's like. Oh, you're the best. Yeah, but like you know, he's he's, he's hopped up on wine at that point, though. Like, he's also he's been to Christmas Town. He knows where to go to other towns. He's going to go to Paddy's Day Town. That I'd like. Which we were... would be terrifying because I'm assuming that he would just end up in like in Temple Bar with a scene not akin to that Arthur's Day. Scene. Yeah, oh there's a, like the bit where it's showing all the different trees, and it's like imagine if this had been like a in some twisted alternative reality, it's a Patrick's Day. Yeah. Town. He goes to like Westboro Baptist Church town. All right, lads, what's going on? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't trust Jack to be a, a monogamous guy. I think no. he's very Whoa. much. Uh, <laughs> I just think I, I I think he's out for himself. Really, you know. I think Sally's going to get hurt, and I don't like that because she seems really nice. She's very sweet. She's too into him. She, but like the whole thing is, she needs to get out and see a bit of the world. She's been locked <laughs> up in that tower. Also, they were so weird when the professor's just like, "I'll build me another woman." Yeah, it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> Who will mind me? That character's weird as well. I he's mean, really I, weird. I know he's meant weird. to be weird, but like he's just he's uncomfortably annoying. I'm just like, ugh, no. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a happy ending, I suppose. It's you know. It ends. It does end very abruptly. It ends extremely abruptly. It's like like a movie from the twenties. Like yeah. just like I love the, the like, end. <laughs> but again, like fairy tales, there's no they don't drag out the end of fairy tales. It's just he, like he they did. literally are like the end. You're done. Close the book. And I like that they do that here. He was able to resolve the fact that he ruined Christmas within one song. Yeah. In this, like, what have I done? Oh God! And then it's like. All right, I'm back off to Halloween Town, which is so easy to do. He just jumps into a grave and then comes out in another grave in Halloween Town. I was like, it was that easy to go between the fantasy worlds. And then Santa Claus is like, I've got this, don't worry. It's fine. There's no consequences at all. This guy should be on fucking trial. <laughs> Somewhere. He nearly got bombed out of it. <laughs> like, but he's in the sky and they're like, get him. And he's like, they're cheering for me. Oh no, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> 
yeah. Also, like him in the him in the Santa costume. That's probably that's probably like a fetish for someone, isn't it? Um, yeah, probably because you know costume? he puts on a Santa Claus costume. The world costume. is toxic, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to think about it. There's Christmas. probably someone out there whose his his favorite edition of Bone Daddy is in fact him in the Santa Claus costume. Jack Skellington. Yeah, with his giant beard and his no hat. <laughs> yeah. No, he took actual Santa's hat. Oh yeah, which I thought did, was yeah. sad. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. Like, the politics of this movie are not something I, I I thought I would. The sexual politics of this movie are not something that I thought I would be leaning into. And but yet, here you are. Here I am. Maybe it says more about me than it does about the movie. Uh, it did feel like you get a. There's a bit where one of the songs. I think it's making Christmas. Kinda yeah. lost me a little bit. I was like, "All right, this is like, this is fine." Well, that's a perfect place to pivot to the is Danny Elfman underrated or overrated in general conversation. He's not really in the conversation when we talk about the great composers. Yeah, but he's done a lot of high he's, profile. He's, stuff. Done, he's done a incredible lot work, incredible work, like and incredibly as well. diverse work as well. So, you, like, you know, you can put this movie to one side in just in terms of like iconic theme tunes he's obviously got the simpsons he's got batman but like he's basically done all the comic book movies like the spider-man angley's hulk he's done an avengers he's done justice league but then like he works a lot with gus van sant he's done good will hunting he did age of ultron is that the one that he did yeah i think i mean not that i could hum that (laughs) (laughs) but he's not that good he's interesting in that like he he takes the big work but then he's completely happy to do smaller work he apparently Mm. for like smaller projects he's basically just like just give me a dollar for this, but it has to be like a silver dollar. So he's a collection of silver dollars for like smaller projects. So like he scored some Errol Morris documentaries and he's just like silver dollar. That's all it what? takes to get me. If he's like interested because in he's like, I can just go to Justice League but and do whatever I want in it. Um, <laughs> he was also in Oingo Boingo. He was. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. And he's married to Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Fucker won the lottery. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Lovely singing voice as well. Yeah, and like they're doing that live show that we were going to try and go to, but we it aired by the time that this episode comes out, and we didn't get to go. But I think he's over to do like the live singing. Yeah, that yeah. is actually that like that show just seems incredible that really? they've gotten him, Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very impressive. It would be way better. <laughs> and do they have a third? And um, they have um, the live Ken, Ken Page who does Oogie Boogie, Boogie. Boogie. Oh, yeah. and they have some of the kind of the the Greek chorus, I guess. Yeah, like they Greg don't Proops, have the comedian. They oh. don't have. Paul, <laughs> you can say they don't have. They don't have Paul Rubens, but they also don't have Glenn Shaddix. I don't think Paul Rubens is allowed to leave. No, he's America. not. But Glenn Shaddix is dead, <laughs> so they don't have him either. Do he's you not the know mayor about Paul Rubens. No. Oh, God. oh God. Oh, Pee Wee. We're gonna have to burst the bubble for you. Yeah. It's so weird because this movie came out in 1993. In 1991. I was born. <laughs> yeah. In 1991, Great. Paul Rubens was uh, found masturbating in an adult uh, adult cinema. So he was arrested that's what for that. For, yeah. yeah, like when I when I saw that, I was like, at first, it was, you know, like public exposure. It's like, is that is but everyone? Yeah, not were they not like? It? Was it like buildings. a full like? All right, you were all going to jail. What year was it again? Ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, it's not like he went to see JFK or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, he kind of after that, he like he he kept working with with Tim Burton. So he's in this, and he's in Batman Returns. He's like the Penguin's dad at the start of so it. Tim Burton's oh, yeah. an Tim enabler. Like, like, yeah. um, I see. He he kind of disappeared. I like what you do, Paul. <laughs> he disappeared from public life a little bit, and then came back at like the end of the nineties. Didn't they bring he's back in... Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, like it's still going. I think possibly something like a Netflix web series. But then he got yeah. caught again. He got caught up in the oh, Paul. In, in the sting on Jeffrey Jones. 
Oh, wow. Uh, another the, Tim Burton collaborator. Another Tim Burton yeah. collaborator who was found with uh, child pornography. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And Something in the episode had to go so Paul, bad. So Paul yeah. Rubens was caught <laughs> up in that. Wholesome. I was looking up Tim Burton. I was like, there's no real dirt in him, so this will be <laughs> fine, won't it? Yeah, so Paul Rubens was caught up in that. Like, he had a lot of... Um, what he said was that like he collected lots of, like, kitsch pornography and some stuff was found and but he he was acquitted of that but one of the things was was sorry allegedly collecting pornography like well like yeah he's like i I collect old pornography i collect old like muscle mags but one of the things that was allegedly in his uh in his massive house was rob lowe's sex tape all right okay That's a collector's item, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you know, yeah. there's Aren't an exhibition. Aren't you glad you asked? <laughs> no, I'm Sorry like, to oh pay God. A pretty penny. I just wanted to rewind <laughs> on this completely. Uh, anyway. Tim Burton, in general. What happened? What hey. did happen? Dunn fell off. I'd say he peaked. I think he peaked with his first handful of movies. Yeah, like he... When, actually, when did Corpse Bride come along? 2006? obviously that's five in a six, similar yeah. vein. 2005, yeah. Yeah, so. it came out the same um, year as... Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory, Factory yeah. which was which horrific. Yeah. In which I uh, think Corpus Bride's pretty good. And in like a similar vibe to this. Um, it's um I think it's stop motion as well. It is. Yeah, yeah. But not Henry Sadek. No, yeah. Co directed with a man called Mike Johnson. Uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I remember seeing that in the cinema and I was like, What am I doing? I've made a wrong choice here. Johnny Depp is playing a pedophile. This is horrific. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean like you look at this filmography and you got like, you know, PB's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Nightmare Before Christmas, Ed Wood. It's all going pretty fucking well there. Then you got Mars Attacks, which isn't great. Sleepy Hollow, which is all right, I suppose. Yeah, I like Sleepy I, I Hollow. Like it. I actually rewatched it at aesthetic. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. It's visually, not at Christmas, yeah. Halloween. And, and it's, it's also kind of, if I recall correctly, it's pretty fucking bloody, right? Isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. It's very scary. The yeah. only like thing that I would say about it is the fact that uh, um, Johnny Depp's romantic interest is Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, and she looks about 12, is oh, so yeah. unsettling. I saw it in the cinema. I don't think I've seen it since. I think at the time the film came out, Johnny Depp himself was like, you know what, I've actually known her since she was a child, and I found it weird. <laughs> yeah. um, so I believe a Starship Trooper sensation Casper Van Dien is in that movie. Yes. I think he gets beheaded. Um, they all do. Planet of the Apes remake, not good. Not good. See, like, it's basically, so 99 was... Reimagining, sorry. 99 was <laughs> Sleepy that Hollow. That was a big thing at the time, like... So once he comes into this, you know, this century, it goes downhill really badly. Apart from Big Fish. See, Big Fish is an interesting oh, one because, yeah, like, you want to talk fish. about you want to talk about fucking tears, man. So I've seen that film about three times. I think first one was on the cinema at the end. Big old lump in the throat. Yeah. M- maybe hot eyes. Maybe that was about it. Oh, hot eyes. Second time I saw it on the digital Mystic. video disc. I really, yeah, tears fucking flowing fairly freely at the end. The third time I watched it, I was. A wreck. I was like sobbing, convulsing. Yeah. I don't know that I've cried at it, but I. It's just that ending. It's that fucking big ending. Like my god. I need to revisit. Just that. Just Billy Crudup telling the fucking story, man. It's now that I am. Now, yeah. Now, now that you're. <laughs> now that the tears are open for business. Re-evoke. So then you have Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Awful. Uh, Corpse Bride. I haven't seen it. Um, it's yeah, Corpse Bride's fine. Yeah, like it's a, again, it's like I think it might be trying to cash in on the popularity of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, because he actually was offered to do a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas. Disney were like, because at the time Disney were like, nah, like it didn't do that well. They didn't even release it as a Disney film. They released a true Touchstone, 
just because they were like, we don't want to really be associated with it. But then it became incredibly <laughs> huge, popular. Huge. And now it's a huge staple in like all their parks and the merchandising is probably up there with basically anything that they have. Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby, just it was baby Yoda this time. This, I told you baby, to baby Jack Dellington. We've got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we have an in. He's in Dingle. So uh, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street in 2007. I saw it in the cinema perfunctory enough. Yeah, very forgettable. I couldn't tell you a lot about it. I just remember like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen being brutally murdered early yours and being like Jesus. Uh, but yeah, typical. got good songs, but that is not due to Tim Burton. Yeah, so yeah, hey. sometime. But yeah, and of course it has uh, the crack team of uh, Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> like it was <laughs> like okay, um, Alice in Wonderland in 2010. Now I haven't seen this film, but I remember one Christmas Day it was on RT or something. And like I just turned it on for about ten minutes, and I was repulsed by how disgusting looking this film is. It looks like it's covered in fucking treacle, and someone vomited M and M's all over it. Like it's shocking. And there was a moment as well where, like, remember when three D was coming in, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the best thing of all time," even though it was the absolute worst. There was a moment where I think Crispin Glover's character or something like turns around and like pulls out a sword and like directs it at the camera, and the way it was done was very clearly a three D shot, and you're mm. looking at it on like. Or T two at six o'clock on Christmas Day, and I'm like, this. I my my head is spinning just thinking about this rotten looking film. I hated that really film so much. <laughs> just that was stupid. It didn't add anything to the story. Like n- nothing new was being said, even stylistically, which is obviously like his big thing. It it like yeah, it just looks gross. There was a fucking sequel as well that I thought he made, but he didn't. Through the looking glass, mm-hmm. yeah, through the looking glass, yeah. Nicholas. Stoller, uh, I think. But he did make Dark Shadows in 2012. Another movie I have not seen. Johnny Depp team up. No, I didn't go near it. I, 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 apparently it was not good and kind of gross, I think. Um, Big Eyes, which I didn't see. It's not the movie where Amy Adams has eyes, but they're big. I think so. Okay. I believe it is. You're going to cry. <laughs> didn't see it. And then in 2016, he made Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh, with Eva Green. That was a load of trash. Which I forgot even existed until yeah. I'm looking at this list now. I, I feel like a lot of those films are on the similar vein of Alice in Wonderland. I feel like he's just like... In that kind of... That kind of world where it's like weird little magic-y things are happening and it's like... Ooh. I find I think as well that like some, certainly Alice in Wonderland was like really really successful they made like a lot of money and I feel that a lot of money needs... but I don't think it was thought of as a very good no film. nobody thought it was good but it made a lot and he seems to be in you know well regarded in Disney he kind of needs things to bomb a bit so his budgets get cut and maybe like a back to basics Just strip back <laughs> to you know, see see what he could do. Well, this year he made Dumbo, which I have not seen, but it was on the flight home from Canada when I went. And, like, it was in, like, like the middle aisle where the, the TV was, and I had no headphones for it, so I couldn't have watched it properly even if I wanted to. But just seeing it, like, from my vantage point, I was like, this looks appalling. I hate how this film looks. I hate the aesthetic. I have no interest in a live-action version of Dumbo. Apparently Colin Farrell's really good in it, but I don't want to see it. So... There you go. Uh, Alice in Wonderland was made for 150 to 200 million. How much money do you think it made overall at the box office? It made it made a billion. I know it made that. one point two five one point not two five billion. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck did it make that much money? That's crazy. Oh, and for what? In 2010. Um, so there you go. Uh, what are your favorite Burtons? 
I'm going Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman Returns, and Big Fish, I think. Ooh, core four. <laughs> <laughs> the core four. Yeah, I go. Yeah, Beetlejuice could, would be. Beetlejuice is great. Yeah. I have a real Peak soft spot for Edward. I haven't watched it in a while, though. Hmm. Johnny Depp not cancelled in your house then, no? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would say Nightmare Before Christmas is up there. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty much it for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, a film that there isn't a lot to say about, but enjoyable nonetheless to return yeah. to. Even it's a nice, late. lovely little Christmas package. Yeah. Um, Christmas movies, though. What are your What are your go-to's? I know it's a cliche, but I do watch Die Hard on Christmas. I mixed it up two years ago, though, and I watched Die Hard with a vengeance on Ooh. Christmas. There you go. Um, I kind of I don't watch that enough because it, it's a really fun. It's film. excellent, and it moves at a clip, and it's bonkers. And Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons is having is a ball, absolutely fabulous in that movie. They bought it. <laughs> I had not seen Die Hard till last Christmas. <gasps> At I least know. you watched it on Christmas, though. So this was the thing, because Doggy was like, well, watch Die Hard. And I fell asleep. No. Are you going to try it again this year? Well, I woke up and we continued. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I watched the full film. Did he pause it? Um... Well, yeah, I think he, I think he was actually quite annoyed with me, oh, no. and then like woke me up and was like, "What the absolute fuck?" And <laughs> um, I think there was just like a like, okay, we'll give each other presents, and then I'll be hyped up enough <laughs> to get back into the film. Jesus Christ! Did you enjoy um, it? I did. See, the thing is, I actually did really, really enjoy it. I was just a bit tired, and there was a point where I was like, "Oh, they're still just running around this building." <laughs> it's a fucking movie. I know. I was like, no one's even done a musical number yet. <laughs> Bruce Willis has um, a song in him as well. He does, yeah. A couple, couple of albums. So, um. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol is like um, me and my housemate. Um, well, she watches it every year. And like we went last year to the sing-along Muppets Christmas Carol. And then afterwards in the lighthouse, there was also the sing-along social. Oh, wow. Yeah, post Muppets Christmas Carol, which was a great time. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is in there for me. Christmas movie. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, I don't really, I don't really have that many go tos because I'm not really a Christmas person. Lord of the Rings, I feel like, is my family's like hmm. a Christmas time. We all just sit down and watch all three films. All three of them. My brother and I Sounds like the went worst Christmas. <laughs> in the world. Like back to don't back. talk to each other. My brother and I used to have Lord of the Rings marathon days where we'd watch. Like all three in But I imagine like this Christmas. after Christmas dinner so you're watching these until four in the morning or something like the appendices versions as well. See the yeah. thing is like you you could also like go get some food mm. get some like sweets have a nap get a, like a box of roses <laughs> <laughs> tap back in to have a little tea breaks it's a very nice like family bonding thing hmm. What about you? For us uh, Number one is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Okay Really? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's one of those films I watch every year, probably twice a year. <laughs> it's a bit laddish, isn't it? Yeah. A bit laddish. A bit laddish, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit bawdy. I, I felt when I was, I watched a bit of Old it recently. Old Horndog Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit risque. Right? Um, I watched a bit of it recently and I was just a bit like, oh, it's so 90s. It's extreme. It's, it's not even 90s, it's 80s. very 80s. Yeah, 80s. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, like Chevy Chase, I think he's slimeball. I yeah, he's a piece of shit. It's unfortunate that he is a piece of shit because I love this movie so much, and I also like Caddyshack. I feel like he's he's got worse as he's aged. He's like he's aged terribly in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, he's a notorious um, prick. Anyway, Christmas Vacation number one. Um, I kind of share the Die Hard 
Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Carol. Actually, yeah, because Eyes Wide Shut, like, they showed as part of the as part of the Christmas season in the lighthouse always mm. and it always sells out but like I think it's a much Christmas. better film than its reputation suggests you just said yeah. Lord of the Rings <laughs> not yeah, a single Christmas tree in that movie yeah. <laughs> well I thought I should Christmas tree in every scene except the mass orgy <laughs> where it's implied <laughs> uh, <laughs> underrated film because um, remember when that came out Underrated was like, When it came out Everyone was like This is garbage I remember getting like Two stars across I the I think board. it was just The weird mix of it being Like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman I say that like I was alive At the time <laughs> I don't think I was Well I was And I remember but, uh, well, And I remember being like And because it's Stanley Kubrick People are just like Oh that's a weird mix It's an excellent film It's fantastic mm. And I will Die on the hill Of that it is A Christmas movie Okay because um, he's you know, looking you know, for apart, like, apart from the apart from the setting, like it has a very Christmas Carol structure to it. It does, where yeah. it is, you know, <laughs> well, like it, it's essentially like one Norma night and a, and a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just, it's because I recently just I recently saw a Christmas Carol in the Gate Theatre, which is an excellent production, and it is not like I <laughs> was I there. Said, I said structure. <laughs> <laughs> was there a performance half as good as Tom Cruise's in that movie? In this. No. There you go. I don't even, even think though, like, Tom Cruise is great in it. He's excellent in it. He, like, Nicole Kidman's very good. Yeah, she, I think she's really good. It's weird because like, Kubrick doesn't really care about actors. Like for, for the most part, all of his movies don't have famous people in them. And for this, he's like, oh, I get the two most famous people in the world. Maybe it's just because it was... And sabotage their marriage. Make them spend them. 400 yeah. days in London <laughs> filming this movie. <laughs> then I will die. Have they, have they ever contributed any of that stress to like the breakdown of their actual marriage? Uh, no. I think it's implied, isn't it? Tom, no, Tom Cruise still, <laughs> like Tom Cruise still talks yeah. about it as a, a very positive experience. I'm sure Cadman's probably more likely to, to actually... Say yeah, but Cruz always like, oh, it was amazing working. With yeah, Stan. he would fucking like, say that though. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, he had that and, and a Magnolia in the same year. Yeah. So, which, by the way, one of the like, you talk about Amy Adams not even getting nominated for Arrival. One of the great Oscar robberies is Michael Caine in the Cider House Rules beating uh, Cruz as Frank T.J. Mackey in Magnolia to the Oscar. Disgraceful scenes. That is an all-time performance. I feel like I've like and this is like deja vu. I feel like I've been sitting in a pub before and you said those exact words. <laughs> that's, I have, yeah, and that's why and I was like, I won't yes, let it sure. go. Twenty years on, <laughs> and that's why Magnolia is Tom my Cruise Christmas has. movie. <laughs> 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 the most depressing <laughs> film of all time. Uh, all I right, think you, have you seen Carol? By the way, no, I haven't. Jesus, okay, like get over it. No, it no, is no, an excellent saying. film. So, so you, Rooney you know, Mara, top notch, Kate Blanchett. If you want some Christmas melancholy, it's. Dude, a perfect film. I don't want Christmas melancholy. <laughs> I experience Christmas melancholy year <laughs> on year by default. Why are you trying to add to that? I watched Die Hard 4. Unrelenting March of yeah. Christmas melancholy. I watched Die Hard 4 this year, okay? Which has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. Uh, you have Frozen a... 2 is out. Didn't, I actually, did, I saw Frozen 2 one. and it's great crack. Didn't see the first one. <laughs> it's Actually, I meant to say this to you. So I was watching Frozen 2 and like, the songs are good. Like, it's a nice, fun, like, little thing if you're just like... You have like nieces or nephews, or if you just want to bring them to a big fun cartoon thing. But uh, they always get, I think they get like famous people to do covers of some of the actual musical numbers. So, um, like, Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco does one of the musical numbers that Elsa sings in the film. And Weezer do a cover of one of the songs. Oh, fucking and course. it's over the credits. And it's the worst thing I've ever, like, not ever heard. 
Worst thing all year. They are officially the new Smash Mouth. Like, what the hell? Piece, like, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> and even when I, like, I read it and it was, like, performed by Weezer, I was like, excuse me? Jesus Christ. I remember going to see Aquaman last year with you. And do you remember, like, the fucking Pitbull Africa, Africa? cover? Oh, my God. What? Yes. Fucking. I did. I avoided all things Aquaman because it looked like fucking uh, trash. Shockingly good fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. also completely mental. Like, it's insane. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a ridiculous film. Octopus drummer. That's all I say. Octopus drummer. Octopus drummer Julie Danny. Andrews voicing a giant fucking fish or something, wasn't she? No, she she was like a giant crab. Kraken? Yeah, crab. Like yeah, Kraken yeah, crab. Just to double down on the emo thing for Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, let's do There it. is, on the soundtrack, there was like the soundtrack reimagined and like Fallout Boy do What's This and Panic at the Disco do This is Halloween. Your, your boy and, um, does one. Marlon Manson does Marla this Manson Halloween. Marlon Manson does one, yeah. yeah. What does he sing? He sings This is Halloween. I don't know if it was for that because he, he did, I think he just put it Just did it anyway just did he's it that anyway. kind of guy. Why not? <laughs> we'll actually have that one play us out when we get there but before we do, uh, Christmas quiz you say? Yeah, so we're, we're going to oh. we're gonna talk <laughs> box offices we do. Alright. I was so, terrible at this the last the, time. The Highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Um, so we'll start with number one. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> Are you typing? You know Why is Dave so, typing? So I'm you Googling I'm keeping notes for the fucking edits for the episode, so detective. You say, you say eyes wide shut. It's not in the top ten, but it made like $162 million, which is a lot of m- money for a movie that weird that is Christmas movie, yeah. what was released in the summer. But anyway... If if any of you can guess what number one is, because this is a movie I was not conscious of, but is this is the highest earning Christmas film of all time? Highest all time. earning Christmas. So we're international. So we're defined yeah. as in Christmas, as in like thematically, it's about Christmas, not released so, at Christmas. Or it, yeah, or it's like, like vaguely Avatar. set against <laughs> yes. Christmas. A, Chris, a Christmas movie like A Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. Even though it was released so in the, the summer in the UK. For some reason. So the top Christmas film. Can, can we have like the decade? Um, this decade. This decade. It's oh wow! I'm yeah. gonna be like the sound of music. Yeah, or it's a Wonderful Life or something. Um, this decade. This decade. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, but it was released in the summer. It was directed by a frequent collaborator of Kevin Smith. Danny Elfman did the score. A frequent collaborator of with, with Kevin Danny Smith. Elfman. Directed by this person. Co-directed by this person. Co-directed by this person who's a frequent collaborator with Kevin Smith. Yes. Highest grossing Christmas film of all time. Yeah. Well, it, it, as as did as you say that you did go on, it's I a lot easier to have a high gross. Did film. you say that you I didn't? Guess, yeah, you, you hadn't previously heard of this film. I was aware of it, but I I didn't think it had any cultural cachet at all. But it has. Is it the third Alvin and the Chipmunks movie? No. Okay. Oh my god, that was <laughs> so... not a bad shit. Yeah. No, I'll give me like one more hint. Uh, and Jason Lee's in those. Uh, um, give me another hint. Benedict Cumberbatch provides the voice in it. The Hobbit. No. Okay. J.R.R. Tolkien is not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Christmassy. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch provides the voice. Dwarves. Dwarves are Christmassy. And it is Sorry. a it is a um, an adaptation mm. of a much beloved children's book. The Hobbit. I said it already. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's staring me in the okay. face, but I don't know this. I'm going to throw in the towel, unless Norma a has. A much beloved Chris, er, children's book. Yeah, that has been adapted before. It is also in the top ten, <laughs> a previous adaptation. I'm going to have to give it to you. It's Dr. Zeus's The Grinch. Oh, my God. 511 million, directed by Scott Mosier, who... It's directed by Scott Mosier? Yeah. 
What? Yeah. Wait, isn't the Grinch... Who stole Christmas? But, like, not the OG Grinch. Not the OG Grinch. That might pop up later if you want to... Oh. This came out, what, two years ago, I want to say? I think it was last year. I remember seeing, like, a trailer for it and then never hearing about it again, ever. Yeah. This is the highest... That was, like, a blip. As I said, like... Most of the Christmas films that we all know are like from the 90s when yeah, yeah. box offices weren't that big. Yeah, and you have actually, now funny. clearing a billion is nothing really. If Joker can do it, they all um, can do it. <laughs> number two. Justice for the Hobbit. <laughs> number two. Incredibly popular Christmas movie that everyone watches every year. Has Love Actually. Multiple sequels. It has no sequels. Multiple sequels. This is multiple sequels. Yeah. A Christmas movie. Yeah. <sighs> We're so bad at this. It's very once you're once you're facing down on it. It's very, I know. It's I'm very like, tough. Uh, like there's multiple. When did this come out? What year? Uh, this is a '90s movie, and there's multiple sequels. Continuing? Are there still sequels? I think. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. What? I think it's being <laughs> rebooted. Oh my god! And it's crisp- now that it is under the Disney umbrella uh, after oh. the Fox merger. Animation? No, live action. Is it? Is it like a Tyler Perry movie? No. Okay. I said it's from the nineties. He could be from the nineties. I don't. I don't know. Um, doo, doo, doo. Is it obvious? It's really obvious. Oh fuck! Fuck's sake! Give me another Sexy. clue. Um, it, like one of the, <laughs> someone who put in a remarkable performance in The Irishman is in it. Oh, Home Alone. Of course. Oh my god. Oh. Yes. Uh, the, I literally I mentioned cuz Catherine O'Hara is in it. I am ashamed that, I, that it took me that long. Craig will fucking kill me. It's his favorite film. I know. It's not it's not his favorite Christmas film, it's his favorite film. Fuck off. Home Alone, I swear to god. Number 3. What a dose. Craig, <laughs> it's magic shit. Number 3 is the sequel to a very very popular Christmas movie. Home Alone 2. Yeah. Lost in New York. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Weird film, strange ending. Features Trump, but it features Trump. But that ending with like uh, Brenda Fricker, where like he gives oh, her yeah. he he gives her half of a Christmas ornament and leaves her to freeze and starve to death on the fucking streets as he goes back to his upper class lifestyle, and that's meant to be a happy ending. Fuck you, Kevin. Your family would have voted for Trump. <laughs> Republican pricks. Number four mm-hmm. is, um, home alone again? is a live action. Adaptation of a much beloved children's book. Is it The Hobbit? Someone! Is it a Muppet Christmas None of Carol? These will be The Hobbit. Okay, right. Is it a Muppet Christmas Carol? It's not. Um, mm. directed, directed by one of America's mm. craziest directors. No. <laughs> you know, if, if you were to think of all American, all American directors that aren't oh, Spielberg, okay. like Pound Shop. Spielberg. This is directed by this so person, like, narrated by Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, narration. And starring one of the biggest comedy stars of the 90s. What's the year again? Uh, it's late 90s. Is it the. Uh, is it the Grinch? It's the Grinch. Is it the Grinch Stole Christmas? Yeah. Jim, Jim Carrey. Yeah. It is excellent. Oh, never saw it. Number it's f- very, very good. Number five. A. Classic Christmas tale. Um, a very CGI heavy, again, made by a very famous um, famous American director who kind of has specialized in this type of movie. Uh, I'm gonna this, l- this type of animation. Going to need a little bit more. Um, again, stars a massive comedy star of the 90s. 
Very, very famous. La- Did you say live action or animation? It's animation. CG, CG animation. CG. Late 90s. No, it, this movie was, um, I think, like 2009, 2010. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Shares a framing structure not unlike Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> is it a Muppets Christmas? <laughs> no, but it is. The Muppets? No. It's a Christmas Carol. Just, Robert Zemeckis is a just, Christmas uh, Carol. I was thinking Jim Carrey yeah. again. Because I was like... Who's the comedy actor? Michael Caine? Yeah, I was thinking like Polar Express for a second there. That's number six. Oh, right, okay. Oh, awesome. Oh, Thank nice. you very much. Get in. <laughs> I find the animation of that very weird. Oh, Tom oh, it's yeah. Valley. It's fucking like, horrendous it's looking. dark. I don't know how yeah, I feel about weird that Weird movie. Like Dead Eyes. Yeah. Everywhere in that movie. Number seven the is a movie. <laughs> the Irishman. <laughs> There's times in The Irishman where he looks like fucking Polar Express and it's freakish. Go on, Dave. <laughs> Um, number seven legs. is a large ensemble rom-com that well, I hate. Love, Love Actually. Yes, of course it is. Number Disgusting film. It's the most requested Christi- Christmas film in the life. People are obsessed. Oh, People yeah. are obsessed with that film. Go on, sorry. Um, number eight is the sequel to a... a to a Christmas movie that some people find contentious to call it a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2. Yes. <laughs> die Harder. Die Harder or Die Not At All. <laughs> no Time to no Die time Harder. No Time to Die. Yes. Oh, go on, go on, go on. I was like, you got uh, it. Number nine is a yeah, pretty charming uh, comedy from the early 2000s with probably like the biggest comedy star of the 2000s. One more time, sorry. I just um, out there for a second. Comedy. A very charming comedy, original comedy. Yes. Um, from the early 2000s, starring probably like one of the biggest comedy stars of, of that era. Um, directed by someone who hadn't really, had only had one movie before, it was kind of an indie, but has since gone on to direct massive movies and is a big shot at Disney. Mm. At Disney? At Disney. So it's John Favreau. It's John Favreau. Yeah. And he directed this movie. He directed this movie. Oh, it's... Uh, oh, my fuck, I know this. It, it's not like the Jumanji universe movie, no. is it? No. It's a thorough. It's a thorough. That's what I think of. The comedy actor. Is it animation or live James action? James Caan, isn't it? Oh. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, it's Elf. It's oh, Elf. Yeah, yeah. Ed Asner yeah. is Santa. A film that I turned off after less than an hour. Of course um, he did. But go on, keep going. Our, I find Elf resident Grinch. But it is a bit annoying. This time I'm like... Yeah, it sucks. Uh, was that number nine? Number nine. Number ten. A movie I haven't seen. It is... What I would imagine is probably like the beigeest movie that has ever existed. The Holiday. Yep. Is it? Oh my yes. god. Yes. Get the fuck in. I was literally <laughs> going to describe it as... fuck? A movie about a Tory who finds love <laughs> in LA. Because Kate Winslet's character... Yeah. Writes for the Telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Boris I Johnson. Excellent. <laughs> I thought it was just you thought Jude Law looked like a Tory. Well, I mean, <laughs> if does. we want to talk about that, yes. Yeah, um, I've never seen The Holiday because could you be fucked? No, no. I watched the next reason when it was out and it was a big renter. People seem to like it. One That's last thing on The Holiday. Go Who on. did the score? This is wild. Randy Newman. No. One tricks point Danny never. Elfman? No. <laughs> Think big. Aphex Twin. What? Who did the score? Oh, is it like fucking... Uh, is it uh, John composer? Williams? 
It is a composer. No. John, John Williams. Hans Zimmer. Fuck, Fuck <laughs> off. Everyone needs a paycheck. He must have been Especially like, it's Christmas, Christmas time, lads. Christmas is yeah. very expensive. I got a lot of kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much. I enjoyed that. that I, feel like, feel like, I feel like I'm back to winning ways now in the quiz, which is good. Um, but, I know. I can't believe you called the holidays. Oh. And I got Polar Say. Express sight unseen. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. So thank you so much, Norma, for coming in. Uh, are you, you Are you coming back for the next movie is the question. No. You're not. You got it. <sighs> Fuck. Okay, hang on. That next movie is... Going to the ball could get dangerous. <laughs> Come on! Let's dance! I judge a cat by its soul. I've got plenty of soul. Spotlight. And a drum roll, please. No! That's right, it's Cats. I don't want to go see this movie. I do not want to see this movie. You fucking picked it. I mean, we have to. Oh, God. We it, have to. There was another trailer for it. And like I, we, in oh, in no. fairness, we, we missed the window on yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was another one, I maybe Blinded say... by the Light. But like, we got to see Cats. Yeah, I know. Elaine Page was like one of the original Griselda, I think that's in it. Hmm. And she sings Memory, and it's one of my mom's favorite musical theaters. I just, I just, I can't. Memory's a banger. Like, but just, that's all I know about. But it. that's all. That's all. James Corden as a fucking cat. Yeah. Judy Dench as a cat. Haunting. Idris Elba. Haunting yeah. you while you Idris try to Elba sleep. Idris Elba as a sexy cat. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I, I don't think I can do this. We're gonna do it though. Hang on, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look something up now. I've got a horrible feeling that it's gonna be like over two hours. Let's find out. Oh, 100%. I think it's a long musical. Oh, no. Oh and also, t- like, not to, Tom Hooper is a terrible, terrible director. <laughs> it's the running time is, is not confirmed. Oh, oh God. It's well, that, and do you know why that is? Yeah, it's because still they're still in. working on it. It's like, out in it, two weeks. Like, there, there, there was only an article the other day where they were like, don't worry, we're, when, when the movie comes out, it's not going to look as shit as the trailer. <laughs> Because the trailer is like insane. I know it looks so. Of really course, we will be doing this movie. The weird thing <sighs> is, I was watching it with someone. I can't remember who it was, and they just kept going, "Is Judy Dench a villain? I don't understand. Who? Yeah. What is this? What is this film about?" And I was like, "The thing about cats is that it has no storyline. Nothing happens. It's just a bunch of cats singing." Can I make a like? Can I can I throw in like a twist rule here? If the running time it's confirmed at like as like say like two and a half hours, can we just not go? I can't yeah. do a two and a half hour cats movie. It's oh god, what if it's three hours? Like, <laughs> like, 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 this could be anything. What if it's longer than the Irish? That, yeah, Tom Hooper is just like your move. Scorsese. Hold my beer, Scorsese. Okay, that's grim. Uh, we'll have Marilyn Manson play us out now. Thanks very much, Norma, for coming in. Please come uh, back soon, even if it isn't Cats. If, maybe not for Cats. And uh, that's No Popcorn, uh, maybe for the year? Maybe, maybe we're, we're going to well, do an end of year? we'll try and do an end we'll of year. We'll try and squeeze an end of year thing in. You, you were like, I'm very busy. Let's do two episodes. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, Let's see what happens. He's a man I make time plan. for this. Okay, okay. For now, Marilyn Manson, Nightmare for Christmas, yada, yada, yada. See you soon.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This isn't just basketball. This is the NBA playoffs. And with William Hill Sportsbook, you can dial up the playoff intensity from the palm of your hand. Just download the William Hill mobile app and your first bet of up to $500 is risk-free using promo code RADIORF. New users only. Must be 21 years or older and present in Virginia to bet. Paid in free bets. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. William Hill Sportsbook. Proud partner of the NBA. Let's make it interesting. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.